Hey everybody, real quick. Um, today we I recorded a podcast with my man Mike, uh, aka French. Um, the audio is it's interesting. Um, the second half of the podcast goes well. I have to apologize. The first half of the podcast, my voice isn't that loud. I'm a little bit away from the phone. Um, it's a little bit of interruption in between points for about 95% of the podcast, though. You should be able to hear it. Again, I apologize for any audio difficulties, um, but I'm going to leave it in. Uh, it's not that bad. It's about one minute of like dead play, but the second half of the podcast is dope. We go over all the picks again. Thanks for all the law, all your love and support. Again, I know you role play a podcast. Peace. Yes, it is working. All right. All right, everybody. After yesterday. Goodness, I can't believe this worked. <clears throat> good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Forever. Today is. May 18th, Tuesday. We have the play-in games, but before we get to the play-in games, I had to get a guest, and y'all know we could not forget the NBA awards, right? Um, I was going to put them out earlier, but I was like, man, I really don't want to do them by myself unless I have to. It's it's one of those episodes where you got to have a little bit of back and forth, man. And as much as my own voice, it's good to have a guest on. I got my man, uh, Mike, on. Mike, talk to the people. What's going on, everybody? Just a happy day, you know. Excited to talk about these awards. Yeah, um, I'm just happy this is working. Yesterday was about an hour. Without any hesitation, uh, which award do you want to go first on? I mean, I want to jump right in. MVP. All right, so listen, MVP. Uh, so obviously, how the MVP works is your top five picks. Since you're the guest, I'm going to let you go first. Give me your top five picks for MVP. All right. So we'll start at number five. Um, I'm a full believer in bringing your team along the whole season. And if you make the playoffs and your team wouldn't have done it without you. So Damian Lillard is my number five. Okay. Um, number four was – it was pretty difficult to get like four, three, and two. But number four, I'm going to go with Giannis. Mm. Um, I know he missed some games, but he balled out for most of the season. He put his team in spot to finish third. Right. Even fighting for second up until the last day of the season. So, um, I like Giannis in there at number four. Uh, Number three for me would be LeBron James. Mm. And I know people are going to be mad about that. Controversial right there. But he did miss games at the end of the season. Um, due to injury, but if you just look at what he did for the majority of the season, he put the Lakers in a position uh, to be in the playoffs again and to make another run at a title. And then number two, Joel Embiid. Um, and that one was, like, it was unfortunate, right? Because mm-hmm. I had Embiid number one all season. I did too. Um, it just came down to the amount of games played at the end of the day. Uh, it wasn't Embiid's fault. He did miss some games. Jokic was balling out while he wasn't there. And I think at the end of the season, when Embiid started going off in certain games, Jokic was just matching. And because he kind of jumped him in the rankings, that's all he had to do. So I don't think Jokic lost it. So I got Jokic as the MVP this year. Wow. Now, there's some names you left out there that I didn't see. Uh, I'm going to give my list, and then we'll have a little bit of back and forth at it. So going from five to one, um, I put Chris Paul number five. 
Now, I do realize that last year the uh, Phoenix Suns were 8-0 and in the bubble. They were turning the hill, but they went from turning the hill to being an above 500 team to literally be one of the best, I think, second-best record in the NBA. Uh, lost to one seed by literally one game. And, um, you know, when I watch them, they're organized. Everybody has a role. Everybody okay. knows what to do. You know, listen, very well-coached team, but I got to give Chris Paul a ton of credit for the leadership and for the growth of a lot of their role players. Okay. Um, man, this is going to be a little bit controversial. I got Julius Randle number four. Woo! Yeah. Um. All right, here's the thing. Is he one of the best players in the league? No. But that team isn't good. Like, I... I all right, so let me let me let me do a preference. If if I had to remove Julius Randle, somebody said, "Hey, you can't do Randle." I put Giannis in, so I'm I'm gonna do a fake thing. I'm gonna be phony. I'm gonna do Julius slash Giannis for number four spot. All right. Oh man, okay. I just feel like um, without Julius, the Knicks are one of the worst teams in the league. They're not a bad team, but they can't score. It's just all defensive players with like a couple of guys that can hit some shots. Um. So, yeah, we're going to do that. And for Giannis, listen, Giannis' defense isn't as elite as it was last year. It's still really good. But they had a great season. His numbers are still good, and it has to be rewarded. And I definitely think with Giannis this year, people definitely had some voters fatigue, losing in the second round of the playoffs. I definitely feel that. All right, number three. I got to give it to my man, Stephen Curry. All right. Um, I don't. I, I'm going to say something. I think he kind of saved the NBA season where with all the injuries and guys resting, I just think there was like, who was the guy that you were consistently looking forward to? And again, I remember before this season, a lot of people, credible people were saying, yo, he's going to get exposed and yo, he's really not built like that. And he can't do it without playing KD. And what did he did? He dragged them to the, what, seven seed is it? Yep. Of the playing game, all right? And that has to be rewarded. I mean, the 50-point games, leading the league and scoring, the offensive responsibility to consistently bring it every night. And listen, to me, he's had a better season than his MVP season. You know what I'm saying? Now, his MVP season, he had better players with him. But, yo, he's averaging – what do he average? He averaged 30 his MVP this I think he's averaging 32.1 this year. Yeah, he's, right. he's balling and, out. Yeah, and the degree of difficulty is way harder. Okay, um, keeping it moving. Number two is Joel Embiid. Uh, listen, if he didn't get hurt, I think he was MVP. I think at his peak offensively and defensively, he can be one of the best players in the league or have one of the greatest impacts in the league. Um, the Sixers have the number one record in the East as a direct result of him. Uh, he's the best player on the best team in the East. That means something, all right? Yep. And um, number one was Jokic. Listen, I don't necessarily think Jokic is better than Embiid, but this season, I'll give it to him. Jokic's defense has been from bad to improved. And, you know, for me, as a guy that has to give uh, defensive players loves, because me personally, I love defense, I got to give Jokic for improving on defense. A lot of times before, he was sulk, one with his head down, not get back on defense. He still cries a lot to the rest. Top five and crying to the Um, I got to give Jokic some love. Um. Now I didn't have no we um you didn't have what Steph I didn't talk? have I didn't have Steph. Okay, you didn't have Steph on there. You and had I, da- you had Dame instead of Steph. Yeah, okay, so here's my thing. They both balled out this season, right? But at the end of the day, I think Dame played with less 
for more of the season. <laughs> and I say that because you don't have Nurkic, right? You don't have McCollum for a long stretch. Mm-hmm. Dame kept that team. He actually made that team better when they weren't there. He improved mm-hmm. their win-loss record. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they made the playoffs already. No play-in games. And that's a trend for me this year. I'm not rewarding play-in. That means you barely made it. All right, just so above track. Let's be fair. This is the first season for the play-in. And in a regular NBA season, you wouldn't make the playoffs. So I think we have to have a little bit of a curve on something that's new to the NBA. Not for MVP. Not for me. Can't do it. Okay, now how about this? Dame Lillard, outside of the last two weeks, had a pretty low point where he was kind of beat up and his numbers wasn't the same. What is what is you give that a pass? So for me, it's not about a pass, right? It's just looking at the whole season. And at the end of the day, when it mattered most, right, when his guys were out, he picked it up. The last week of the season where they had to win to not get in that play-in game, Dame picked it up again. Mm. Um, Steph had an amazing season. And, you know, there's a few guys that I wish could have probably made the list. And, like, I didn't have CP3. Amazing season out in Phoenix. You know, they're winning and they're the number two seed. A lot of it's because of CP3. But he just doesn't make my list because I had, you know, I had Giannis. And the Julius Randle stuff, listen, I get it. I do. I get it. The Knicks aren't the greatest roster. Uh, Julius is having a great season. I'm not even, I'm not putting him anywhere near my top five. (laughs) Like I said, I hedged the bet and I put Julius slash Giannis, but uh, I just really wanted to give. If I'm being honest, I probably give Giannis that fourth spot over Julius. I just wanted to give him some love. All right, so what's the next award you want to go in? Let's go. Let's do Coach of the Year real quick. Okay, okay. So, um, as we all seen, the coaches voted for Monty Williams, and Monty Williams was my new pick. So, um, I'm gonna do five picks just because I think there were so many good coaching jobs. Okay, I'm gonna do Monty Williams number one, Quinn Snyder number two. Tom Thibodeau, number three. Doc Rivers, number four. And uh, this is tough for me because this is a little unfair, but I'm going to give Nate McMillan number five. Okay. See, I like your list, right? Because I did the same thing with Nate McMillan. I had him at number five. And it's tough for me because I got to do a preference. Um, Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of the old Hawks coach. Uh, I don't oh, remember his name right now. Something uh, jocks. I don't remember. Yeah, but... um. I thought that he kind of got a raw deal. I thought before, a lot of those players were hurt. A lot of players that are playing well now were hurt before. Cam Reddish has been hurt all year. Deontay Hunter has been hurt all year. I'm not making excuses, but listen, when your guys are hurt, ex-Lakers fan, ex-Jazz fan, it matters, all right? But um, listen, back to the top, Monty Williams again. When I watch teams, Utah and, and, and not New let's talk about Phoenix specifically. Phoenix is organized. They're always going to play hard defense. Devin Booker is always going to get a chance to lead the team as far as the number one scoring option. Chris Paul works the pick and roll. But more importantly, they empower their role players. You know, yep. their backup point guards, they allowed to shoot when they get the ball. You know, Dario Sarek, he's allowed to shoot. When Whenever you're in, they empower you. It's not just the two guys. It's our roster. All right, Even DeAndre Aiden has improved this year, and I really got to give him credit for that. Again, um, Quinn Snyder. The Jazz were always a good team, right? I don't think they have great players. I think they have very good players. But, again, when you have a great system and guys play in their system, listen, I know for a fact that Jordan Clarkson was basically an NBA journeyman before he got to Utah. Yep. And now he is a legitimate sixth man of the year, and he is like – he carries them at times. 
Yep. I gotta, I gotta give some. And he's and I, honestly before Jordan Clarkson could score, but he would just have no type of shot discipline. But now it's like real discipline in his game. I gotta give some coach uh, props for that. Listen, Rudy Gobert's played good defense. They have a great scheme offensively and defensively. They're one of the top three point shooting teams in the league. Um, they have a great roster. I just gotta show a lot of love to Quinn Snyder. Um, I think I said number three was Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, listen, the Knicks were terrible. I was the number one Tom Thibodeau not fan of. I still believe that long-term Thibodeau will burn you, but in the beginning, it's all good, baby. Doc Rivers, Sixers got the number one record in the East. Uh, it's not much more to say. And um, that's it. Go ahead. Get your um, – So, I had Nate McMillan at five. Uh, here's my wild card. I got Scott Brooks at four. Um, if anybody remembers the podcast we did for the All-Star selection – we were really getting on the fact about Bradley Beal being a selection. The Wizards were like the worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he's completely flipped the switch on those young guys. That's right. You know, Westbrook and Beal were always buying in. But he flipped the switch on some of the young guys. I like Gafford, Lopez. And this last Amucha week of the Mera. season, they were fighting hard. And they moved up from that 10 spot, you know, to the 8 spot. Yep. So they might be able to pull it off against Boston. And just play one game and get in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. uh, go give me a second yep. or third picks. So third is is pretty similar. I had Tom Thibodeau, then I had Doc Rivers, and then number one for me, I went with Quinn Snyder. Oh, and no arguments, no arguments. I no mean, arguments. I left I left Monty Williams off the list. Um, and let That's me explain crazy. why. Let me explain why. That's <laughs> good, man. So the Suns made a lot of moves this off season. Right. that I think went under the radar, right? Like, everybody kept talking about Chris Paul. But I think the Jay Crowder, um, which allowed you to then bring um, Sarge off the bench. You didn't have to start him. You know, you had Kaminsky there who didn't have to start. But it just it, it gave them some depth, I think. And they also benefited, I think, because they're one of the healthiest teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think when AD first went down with his injury, the Lakers were sitting at, like, one or two in the West. And then when he left, you know, things started to go down. LeBron leaves, everything drops. You look at the uh, Clippers, Kawhi starts missing games with a foot injury. They lose Ibaka for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I, – I do think Monty Williams did a good job. Um, he'd probably be six or seven on my list. But – How can he be seven with the second-best record at a at- – because I don't, be- I don't believe the record. I believe the record. Okay, is even if you don't believe the record, you are a product of your record. You are, like, but you have to acknowledge the games, other injuries. That the whole place. point of playing games is to establish a record, whether you're good or bad. Then we have to play off that record. Then we go off of your talent, um, your momentum, and and how you match up versus other teams in the playoffs. But records have to matter in this in this award because records matter than MVP. So we can't say that records are important in MVP and then. Now we go to coach of the year, and then the seventh, I don't know, seventh is tough. But see, the, the I think the difference for me is well because the you know what I would where's Steve Nash ranked? I would put him at um, probably number six on my list. But he's had a he's did more with less. I mean, he, I said more or less. He's had a very tough year as far as managing a lot. Yeah, and it's your first season coaching and like everything. But yeah, so that was my big surprise. Is I don't I don't have Monty Williams in my that's, top five. That's that's tough. Um, I do want to give Steve Nash a little shout out. Listen, um, I did this thing with Steve Kerr where I just said, hey, anybody can coach those guys. 
But managing those guys, roster turnaround and the injuries, I think he had like 48 starting lineups. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. So I, I got to give Steve Nash a little love. Um, let's keep it moving because we have a lot to get to. Sixth man of the year, I'll let you go. All right, so I'll just do it real quick. I got Jordan Clarkson running away with it. Uh, my number two is Derrick Rose. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my number three is, you know, nothing too surprising here, but I actually like Rondo as my number three option. Um, no, and this is why I'm looking at people that legitimately are six men. Not like you occasionally come off the bench, occasionally start. When did Rondo get to the Clippers? Like halfway through the season? Yeah. You're kind of giving him an eyes. But before the other half, he wasn't doing nothing in Atlanta. But that, I know. It's because he wasn't getting run. But then I also – I got Halliburton in there at four. Okay. Um, and then I don't even – I don't have a fit. I don't think – this wasn't a great year for standout bench players. I mean, if you wanted to, you can always go, you know, a Tyler here. There's just there weren't a lot of real options. I would have to go to a bad team. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get through this one quick. I had Jordan Clark's number one. I had Joe Ingles number two. Okay. Uh, I thought he played really good this year too. And again, um, listen, if you want to give me the coach of the year with Quinn Snyder, you just look at them two names off the same team. Yeah. I have uh, I got a little bit of a shocker. I had Thaddeus Young number three. Okay. Um, The Bulls didn't win a ton of games. But for a guy that most of his career is just like a rebounder and a kind of a, you know, an offensive rebounder and kind of putting up flip shots, he really improved as a passer. And um, even though they had a bad record, I got to give my man Thaddeus Young some love. Um, I, I just – I know he always stood out on the screen for the Bulls to me. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, he kind of saved him this year after um, – my man, uh, what's my man no-show name? Porzingis went down. He's kind of <laughs> been in the legit number two option. And um, just you could ask Luka Doncic how much valuable he's into. Uh, I also didn't have a fifth. Some little honorable mentions to Kyle Kuzma. Jalen Brunson was decent. Derek yeah. Rose would be my fifth. But uh, we had pretty much the same list there. Let's keep it going because, we, like I said, yep, got a lot. we have a lot to get to. Let's go to most improved player next. Give me your picks. All right. So behind the scenes, we had a little debate about this, right? <laughs> Um, so for me, I'm gonna start at five. My five is Zion Williamson. Okay. And the reason he's fifth, I don't even think he should be on the list. I think he should because he wasn't bad last year. And I look you at you don't get of, on the list because you're bad. You get on the list because you improved. Personally, I look he at most impro- did he improve any part of his game? Yes. Okay. There you go. Go ahead. I'm not your favorite. I'm just saying. Me personally, I like to look at it as you went from below average to above average player, but that, he's five. Um, fourth for me is R.J. Barrett, right? Mm, Talking like about a dude who went under the radar, you know, there was really no pressure on him this season. They tried to the, call him the B-word, too. They did, and the Knicks weren't supposed to be good. Nope. But, like you said, the Knicks were good. Therefore, you got to start giving out some respect and some credit to some of these players, and I think R.J. Barrett should be mentioned top five for most improved. He's had a great season. Um. After that, if we look at number three, here we go again with the controversy. But for me at number three, I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. Now, I know most people are going to hear Andrew Wiggins and most improved player and think that I'm crazy. Yeah, Andrew Wig- yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I know that most people hear Andrew Wiggins, most improved player, and think that I'm nuts. But 
he's right up there with Steph Curry. If he didn't play well this season, they're not even in the play-in. Right. And I think he had a really good season. He did improve defensively from last year. Definitely had more blocks and more steals this season. Um, I think there was like a slight little bit of miss up. So give me your um your top three candidates again. Your top five candidates real quick again. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I had Andrew Wiggins at number three. Yep. RJ Barrett at four, Zion at five. Number two for me would be Lonzo. Mm. And I I know people are gonna say he didn't play that many games, but when he did play, you people cannot tell me there wasn't a drastic difference in his game coming from last season to this season. Okay. He he looks like he has the ability now to knock down wide open threes. So for me, that's like, you know. Number one. All right, here we go. The number one most improved player this season to me, Julius Randle. Mm. This is the award I think Julius Randle deserves because he was was almost averaging a triple-double. Yeah. he, you know, he single-handedly put a team on his back and carried them the first half of the season. Then they get Derrick Rose, who helps Julius carry them the rest of this way. You know, they're the four seed. Yeah. You know, they're a four seed. So, yeah, I think Julius Randle. What uh, do you got? Uh, Give him my picks real quick. Uh, I kept it to three. I kept it to four. So, number four, I did Jalen Brown. Okay. Um. I just fought from a guy who initially couldn't really handle the ball to a guy that averaged 24 points a game and become a legitimate all-star. Even though the team was bad, I had to show him some individual love. Number three is Michael Porter Jr. Um, Listen, here's my thing with Michael Porter Jr. He's always been this good. He's getting better in defense, but he just gets more minutes, man. I just like – if he played 30 minutes a game – he would always score. That was not scoring is never a problem for him, but he has improved as an overall NBA player. Um, now I got a little controversial with number two and number one. I did finally cave and give Julius Randle it. Yeah. Um, so before Julius Randle, to give like a one minute context, yo, before he was really like a a bruising post player that just just to put his head down, drop from. He used to lead the league before the season, the last four years, and players that received the most charges. Just because he was just a brute force putting his head down, he went from that to legitimately putting the ball on the floor and playing, um, you know, as a as a legit face up player with a jump shot. Like legit, when he hits these step back three, it's not luck because he that's his shot. That step back three, and he's really improved his game. Um, number one, number two, Jeremy Grant, man. Oh, this, I could do it. A long time coming. For Jeremy Grant, I understand that the Pistons weren't good, but this is an individual award. This is not a t- team success helps, but you went from a spot-up three-point shooter, a 3 and D player, to a guy that legitimately was the number one option. And he was good at it, man. He, it was, he was impressive, man. So I got to give Julius Randle some love. Um, yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Like I said, we got a ton of awards to get to. Uh, what's next? We can go defensive player of the year. Let's go, because it's about to get real in the field. I'll let you go first. All right. So I'm only going to do my top three here. Me I think too, it, me it's too. only a three-man race. So at number three, I had Clint Capella. Okay. Um, I think what he did in Atlanta this year, rim protecting, you know, his steal numbers were up. He was defending the, uh, the paint pretty well. So I got Capella at number three. At number two, regrettably, I have Rudy Gobert. <laughs> and I was trying to find a way to not even put him in my top three, but 
that would just be hating. So that would that would because Rudy he does he does lead the league in blocks and all that good stuff. So yeah, Rudy's number two. I don't think he's as great of a defender as people like to claim he is. Um, but then I think my... he's good. I think they kind of throw the team success with him. And like I said, I think he's good, but I just think I have other. I wouldn't take him number one as my defensive player in the league. I wouldn't. Number one. And I don't care if I'm the only person that feels this way. Oh, boy. T.J. McConnell. (laughs) Leading the league in steals. And if you haven't watched the Pacers game, he's coming off the bench. (laughs) Locking people down. Stop, man. No, I will die on this hill. T.J. McConnell. Defensive player of the year. First team team all NBA. Nah, should be first team all NBA defense. Defensive Over Drew player. Holiday? Yes. Leading the league in steals. Oh, that's one stat. There's other stats. How about he's how like, you match up against bigger players? That doesn't matter? He's locking people up on defense. Yo, you guys. That, listen, um, the police might come um, and arrest Mike guys at some point in this podcast for just, you know, false information. Um, that was a travesty. Um, I got Rudy Gobert. Number three, I do think he's good, but I'm, I'm, I'm y'all not gonna force these stats down my throat, man. I'm, I like to watch player impact, one on one, drop coverage. He's good, but I think I take other guys. Number two, after the trash season he had last year, and as much as I dogged him, I dogged him about five podcasts. I gotta show him some love. The revenge season for Draymond Green has been great all season long defensively. Um, and better than TJ McConnell. And number one, I'm giving it to Ben, man. Oh, my goodness. Listen, listen, listen. He is so good defensively. Some teams used to do this thing with Kawhi Leonard where they would take him out of the game plan by not going to him. He has to guard the point guard. You can't take him out of the action, okay? There's no mismatch with him. He can guard the point guard, the shooting guard, the small forward, the power forward, all of them. He can switch. He can guard the center. He can't guard every play before a switch. He can do it. And he's improved and improved. He's had game-winning plays before. And just, and listen, the Sixers are number two defensively. Somebody, him and Embiid both get credit for that, but I love Simmons. I got to show Simmons some love. I don't care what the haters say. And TJ McConnell as number one is a complete crime. You need to stop, man. I don't mind the hot takes. That's a wild take, man. Look at the numbers. That's all I'm going to tell the fans. Hey, Look at the numbers. There ain't an NBA player in this league that's going to vote for T.J. McConnell. Yeah, because they don't want to admit they've been getting locked up all season. Yo, you a wild dude, man. Um, okay, uh, let's do all defensive, all NBA teams, all right? Okay. Okay, so let's go with first team all NBA. Go ahead. Uh, at the guard now, hold on, position. Hold on. Let me preface this real quick by saying Joel Embiid and, uh, has been listed as a forward and Jokic has been listed as forwards this season. And I do believe at a certain point in the next one or two years, they're going to kind of make this position list because I believe that the purpose of this award is to get the best five players and the best 15 players should be the first team all three um, all NBA teams. Go ahead. I agree. So at my guard positions, I have Steph Curry, yep. first team, and I have Russell Westbrook, first team. Whoa. Hey, yo, dog, you're not making sense, man. How does Westbrook make first team over Damian Lillard when you put Damian Lillard top five in the MVP? Because, okay, and this is why. 
I think the MVP race for me is more about most. It's honestly the term most valuable player. Damian Lillard is better than Westbrook. He is, but overall, I think first team All NBA. A lot of it has to do and should have to do with stats. Westbrook wasn't good the first two months of the season. Average to triple double. Yeah, that's over the course of a season. The first two months of the season, they were one of the worst teams in the league, and he was a part of it. They were. And he was. And look where he brought his team to. Hold on. So if I bring you from bad to not bad, I can't make first. First team All-NBA is the best guard. You think he's the second best guard consistently all season? I think he's the second best guard this season. Hey, that's all you. Keep going, man. My forward positions, <laughs> I got Giannis and LeBron. LeBron over there with 53 make with 50. Fifth, how many games did he play? 49 games this season? Yes, first team. Nah, no way. And my center is Jokic. <laughs> I don't even have you that. Um, my first team All-NBA is Steph and Dame as my guards. I have Giannis as my forward. I have Embiid as my other forward. And I have Nikolai Jokic as my center. So you would put Embiid in over Zion? First team, yes. Okay. And he's better than Zion. Uh, the average 30 points a game. They had the number one market in the East. Uh, he's better than Zion offensively, defensively. I have him yeah. beat on my second team as my center. All right, so go ahead. Run me your second team, man. All right, so we got him beat at the center. My forwards would be Kawhi Leonard, Zion Williamson, uh, and my guards would be Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard. My second team. Uh, I'm going to put Luka Doncic as my guard. Um, I'm going to put Chris Paul as my other guard. I am going to put I had, uh, I'm going to put Kawhi Leonard as my forward. I'm going to reward LeBron with a second team All-NBA as my second forward. And I'm going to put Bam Adebayo as my second team center. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Give me a third team. Third team guards, um, I would have to go with Chris Paul. And then my other third team guard, which may be a su- surprise to some people, I'm going with Bradley Beal. Mm. Um, just put up way too many points this season. Okay. Um, third team forwards is where it got a little bit tricky because I thought you were splitting hairs. So I got Julius Randle as one. And then I'm going with Jimmy Butler as my other. Okay. And then for my third team center, I'm going with Vucevic <laughs> over Rudy Gobert. Vucevic is better than Gobert, man. You know, uh, all right. So third team, I did Kyrie Irving third team. I did Jimmy Butler third team. I did Julius Randle, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert for third team. Okay. We had pretty similar ones, but um. I'll never put Kyrie Irving after Mr. I'm just not going to play for certain games this season because I don't feel You know he averaged 50, 40, and 90 on the second. I don't care. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He averaged 50, 40, and 90, one of nine players to do in NBA history. Um, He's had a phenomenal year. Listen, the only reason why Harden's not on this list is because he didn't play enough games. Um, But let's we'll keep it moving. Like I said, we got a ton to get to. Uh, what's the uh, we did first, second team, third team, first team all defense. Let's go. All right, so this is all this is super subjective, but first team for me at the guard positions, 
I got TJ McConnell and Drew Holiday. Yo. Go ahead. <laughs> at the forwards, I got Ben Simmons and Giannis. And then at the center, I have uh, Rudy Gobert. First teams, I have Ben as the guard. I have Drew Holiday as the other guard. I still put Kawhi Leonard as one of the forwards. Whoa. He's still good, man. He's never been bad. You know, when you're not when you went from amazing he's to to great to good and to good is great, he still had a great season. He's never been bad defensively. Um you right there, you're breathing kinda of heavy, brother. I'm good. Sorry. Um that was my t- uh other forward Draymond Green. <sighs> Listen, man. Here's the thing with center, man. Like, I'm going to give it to Rudy just because, like, <sighs> whatever. I, 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 if it was up to me personally, I would just put Draymond at the center. I'd put um, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi at the forwards, and I'd put Ben and Drew at the guard. But I'm going to put um, – I'll, I'll put Gobert as first team center. Give me a second team. All right, so second team – I got uh, at the guard positions, Marcus Smart, and my second guard, Chris Paul. Okay. Uh, my forwards would be Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Center, and Bead. Okay. Um. Any any like thoughts or anything of that? You specifically- no, I mean, I, I think if you look at Marcus Smart year in and year out, he's a really good defender. It's just kind of hard sometimes for people to notice. Because Boston's team defense is trash, but he's a really good individual defender, and I think a lot of times, you know, people don't give Chris Paul the looks that he deserves, but he does tend to hold point guards down um, as far as overall stats. Um, let me restate my first team again: Rudy Gobert is the center, Draymond Green is the forward, Ben Simmons, Holiday is the guards, and. I'm going to give Jimmy Butler a snipe nod, nod over Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Um, second team, Joel Embiid is my center. Giannis is my forward. Um, I got to tell you, but Giannis is still good. Um, I'm not mad at the TJ McConnell. I got to give a love to a guy that jumps out the screen. I got to put um, Matisse Thibault on there as my second team. Oh, here we go with the homers. It's stuff. not homer, man. Listen, 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 listen. I have never seen a guy that plays that aggressive defense. It doesn't always work, but that jumps out for you, that can recover and get blocked steals. I seen him block a shot, get out of the play because he was running back to the other side, get back into the play, steal the ball. I've I've seen him do wild stuff, man. And again, within two years, he is going to be a first team player. And if they ever value perimeter defense, if they value paint defense, an all NBA, uh, all NBA. Uh, Sorry about that, everybody. All right, listen, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, I was talking about my second team, All NBA, but um, let me get my first team again. Um, Rudy Gobert was my center. Draymond Green was my forward. Uh, ben Simmons, Drew Holiday was my guards, and I gave a slight edge to Kawhi Leonard over Jimmy Butler. So my second team was Matisse Thybulle, Jimmy Butler. Um, OG, Anna Boy, Giannis, and Embiid. Um, 
But I want to give a big shout out to a couple of guys because, um, first of all, nobody ever said this. I've looked at a lot of guys. You gotta look at the boys in the back, buddy. I I looked at a lot of guys, and I never and I said this. Why isn't another third team all defense? It's a good question. Now listen, I understand the NBA is an offensive league, but this is important to me because these guys like they get bonuses off of all defensive teams, and I just think listen. Couldn't you couldn't you make it easily third team all defense? I know I could. I mean, yeah, you probably could if push came to shove. Yeah, so I I just like the NBA to kind of reward all types of players and make it third team all defense. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mikel Bridges, who's been really good for Phoenix team. Um, like I said before, Matisse Thibault jumps off at the screen as a defender. Um, his aggressiveness, his ability to block shots. I think he leads the league in guards for block shots. Uh, his steal rate is insane. Um, listen, he only doesn't play more because he can't shoot and he's a liability on offense. But if he ever becomes a shooter, it's over. All right. He'll make so much money. We probably won't be able to afford him. Um, <laughs> let me give us some other guys some love. Jimmy Butler has had the sneakiest season. That's good without shooting a three pointer defensively. He's been great all season. I still think Kawhi has been good all year. Um, some people have probably criticized Kawhi for missing some games. Me personally, I would. If you took Kawhi off, I'll put Butler on, but I'm going to put Kawhi on. I'm going to keep rewarding, you know, just consistent great play for a long time. Um, and that's it. T.J. McConnell as your defensive player of the year is wild, dude. It's not. It's <laughs> not. wild. Listen, let's – Um, we got a couple – we're almost done. We're actually doing pretty good on time. Let's do um, first team do – you, you don't have a second team all-rookie, do you? No. All right, let's just do a first team all-rookie. I think this one's pretty easy. At least it was for me. So, did we do rookie of the year? We oh, that. we did not do rookie of the year. All right, we'll do that next. Go ahead. All right, so first team all rookie, uh, LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards. Um, and then it gets a little tricky, right? Because then I had to start doing some deep dives for uh, forwards that actually played um, legitimate minutes. Mm-hmm. So I went with uh, Martin from uh, Houston. Um, the um, Kenya Martin Jr. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then at five, I was kind of like stuck for a second because you I don't was have like, to do a center. I just did like two guards and three forwards. Uh, I mean, I ended up doing the center anyway. Okay. Just because I want, and he's not really a rookie, but this no. was his first year playing. Moses Brown, man. I know mm. he didn't end up having the total like complete package. Uh, you know, from how he started. But he had some 20 and 20 games, man. You're talking about a dude that was in the G League for two years. Yeah. First uh, NBA experience. I like the name. I like giving some new guys some love. For me, I have to do a LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton. Listen, for forwards, and I might get criticized for this, but I think he's been one of the most consistent uh, players on this team. He's a really good 3 and D. I gave it to Sadiq Bey. Okay, that's Um, a good pick. I just think he's been good. I listen, I take him on my fancy team a lot, forget that, but he's just been consistent for them. Um he's hitting threes at a good rate. And I kinda my last one was tough. Um I gave some love to Capanzo for second team. Um, but I did Desmond Bain as my other forward. Okay. Um like I said, there was no center that jumped out on the screen to me. Um it's tough with first with rookies. Uh definitely gotta give a shout out to Emmanuel quickly, JC on Tate. They all had good rookie seasons. Um, also, love my man from Philly. Uh, goodness gracious, I don't even remember his name. Maxi um, didn't get enough minutes, but has a very impressive rookie seasons. 
this rookie class is a lot better than what they said it was. Um, yeah, they, they trashed it a lot. It's not trash at all. It's going to go down as one of the better rookie seasons. Um, rookie of the year. Let's do that real quick, and then we'll go into today's games. Lamelo Ball. <laughs> that that's it. That's all. I mean, got. I think I, I think it was that. I think it should be that simple for everybody. I mean, yeah. Normally, I would say Anthony Edwards, and oh, he's got points and all that. Team is garbage. He's not the reason why they're garbage. No, he's not the reason why they're garbage. But on paper, you can't tell me that team was that much better than Charlotte. Um, on paper. You can't tell me Charlotte was that much better. You can't. I don't know if Charlotte... I think actually Minnesota has more talent than Charlotte, if you want to be honest with you. Yeah, so it's um, like... Charlotte... Minnesota just doesn't put it together. They don't put their pieces together. I just think the fact is LaMelo just had a great season. And he, I just he, think, go ahead. There was like two weeks of that season, three weeks of that season. He carried his team. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think for with LaMelo, um, like I said, he carried the team. When he got on the team, they became better. They passed more. They played faster. Um, listen, they told me coming out of uh, whatever, pro, out of Australia, that he couldn't shoot. He can shoot. Um, they told me that he was too skinny. He's not too skinny. And he's tougher than people give him credit for. Um, the effort is there with LaMelo. You know, he's got a little bit a little bit more toughness, a little bit more dog than Lonzo. Um, listen, I'm going to be 100% transparent. Anthony Edwards freaks me out, right, because he had the talent, but his mindset and his immaturity, I didn't even know if he was going to be good, you know. Um, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. Now, listen, to, to, listen, to me being wrong – Listen, he was already a physical freak. He was 6'6", super strong, already had an NBA body, but he kind of made me nervous with the immaturity. But he can flat out play. Um, he's not efficient yet, but that's okay. You're a rookie. You don't have to be be impressive. Um, he can really score. He can handle the ball. They got a good pick in Minnesota. Now, listen, I don't know if Minnesota can ever actually put their pieces together, but um, – Listen, I, I think Anthony Edwards is a lot better than I gave him credit for, and I got to show him some love, man. Breaking uh, news. Two. Hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whoa. Per Woj, Karis LeVert will not play tonight. He's in the health and safety protocols. Mm. So the Pacers would have to win two games without Karis LeVert. Possibly more because he's out 10 to 14 days. Yeah. That's tough. That sucks. Um. Uh, to respond to that, his last 10 games, he's averaged 24.8 points, 7 assists, 7.4 assists, 4.9 rebounds. He's been a player that they wanted plus more uh, recently. And listen, this is like the one thing with Karis LeVert that sucks. It's just injuries. Uh, some of this stuff is just bad luck, man. Got COVID. You know, he had a medical problem. It, it just sucks. Um, prayers up to Karis LeVert. Um yeah, my third uh, all, um, rookie player was Tyrese Halliburton. He was my rookie of the year pick because I thought they were going to – yo, real quick, I didn't even get to talk about this. LaMelo is so good that he beat out the biggest hater in his life, his coach. Yo, dog, <laughs> this dude was not playing him the first 20 games. He was – what, what, he getting like 20 minutes a game? Not even. Yo, he was taking him out in fourth quarters, and he really thought in his mind, and he still probably thinks that he did the right thing, that you didn't. Your team stunk. You were about to get under that hot seat, and it was like, yo, put put the ball in. Um, 
Yeah, so I had to definitely give Samella for young for fighting adversity between your own coach hating on you. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was my preseason pick. I loved Tyrese Halliburton in the draft. I thought you could get crazy value for him. Way too many teams passed on him. His IQ was off the charts. I was a little worried about the jump shot. I still believe he might have to do some adjusting to it, but he does have touch and it helps. Um, he can pass. He can run the pick and roll. I don't know if him and De'Aaron Fox can play together for a winning team, but you got an asset and that matters. Uh, yo, listen, can we talk about the Kings for two minutes? Why did they tell Luke Walton to come back? What did he do to make them say, yo, we got to run this back? Okay, he- so here's my question to that. What else is out there? All right, I, one, there are always options. You can get Sam Cassell. You can just plenty of young coaches that deserve an opportunity. And listen, listen, anything can change, right? Just, we, we know how the NBA works. Just because they tell a coach he's got a job, well, they told him that in May. <laughs> so let's see what happens at the end of these playoffs. You know, is Brad Stevens on the hot seat? Because uh, I'm telling everybody right now, the, the Celtics – they will beat the Wizards tonight. They I will beat the Wizards tonight. I don't. I don't know about that. Mark my words. They will I don't beat the Wizards tonight. They, I don't. I don't think they will. And then they're gonna get smoked. I don't think they're beating the Wizards, man. Jason Tatum for forty. That's fine. Bucket. Bradley Beal for thirty-five. Kemba Walker uh, for twenty assists with fifteen rebounds. Kemba Walker for thirty tonight. Book nah, it. no way, no, no way. Book it. Um, yeah, uh, that can slot us into our last segment of the day for today's game. So before we get on the Celtics Warriors uh, grudge match, do you give the Pacers any chance to win without Karis LeVert? Now, I think I think Malcolm Brogdon might play. He's probable. So he is their best guard. Here's my thing. Do they have a chance without him? Yes. If Sabonis plays, they have a chance. You could just put a bunch of three-point shooters around Sabonis. I mean, he's going to dominate the paint, right? Because that's been the knock on Charlotte all season is their lack of big men. Um, But ultimately for me, what this comes down to is can TJ McConnell carry the team? (laughs) You think I'm no 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 man no 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 in all seriousness I don't know this dude no 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 in all seriousness I don't like propaganda I don't he had no no listen he had 15 assists the other night he had 10 before that he's averaging double digit assists since he moved into the starting role with no Karis Levert I'm telling you TJ McConnell has to take that because Brogdon's coming back from a hamstring right so I doubt he'll be 100 percent even if he does play. McConnell's going to have to step his game up tonight and match what you're going to get from a Terry Rozier and a LaMelo ball. That, to me, that's the whole game right there. The Pacers, I mean, even if the Pacers win, they have no chance um, against the Wizards or, or Celtics. The only, the only matchup advantage that the Pacers have is uh, Sabonis is going to do whatever they want. If there is a weakness in the Hornets team is their front court. I like PJ Washington. He's undersized a little bit, but he makes forward in talent. Uh Miles Bridges is back, which is really big for them as far as a pick and roll threat. But listen, the one thing the Hornets don't got is a center. Bismack Piambo plays as hard as he can. He's not good. And um Sabonis should do whatever he wants. Plus the Pacers play they they're not gonna quit. Um Adelon was two points before. 
Um, I think it'll change a little bit once they updated that Laverts out, but I'm still going to have the Pacers. It's still going to be close because I think the Hornets are in an experience, but they, they should beat this team. They should beat them. Uh, they should beat them. Indiana's favored by two. Their line might go to a split, but if I was a betting man, I would take the Hornets straight up to win, um, and I'd be probably could win by two. And there will be fans there. Keep that in mind. One thing we haven't seen all season, there and some of these stadium arenas will have a decent amount of fans. Okay. So let's see if maybe there's some pressure that builds yeah, with this young team like Charlotte. Like I said, listen, in a full in a full stadium with a legit playoff, the field house is a legit home field advantage. Um, those fans in, and it's not to be taken lightly. So listen. To go to the second game, and listen, I think the Wizards have a better team than the Celtics. Jason Tatum is better than anybody on Washington. I'm not arguing with that. But if you say second best player, Bradley Beal is better than whoever the second best player is on or Westbrook. Either one of them is better than the second best player. Third best player, fourth best player, center, bench players, like Ish Smith. Um, Roy Hamuchamera. I just, th- I think they're better. I just think they're better. And listen, as much as the Celtics with their inconsistent play, the one thing about the Wizards is they come out, they start fast, and they finish fast. They might not always win, but the effort and the pace pushing is there. I think they're going to beat the Celtics. Give me your three keys why the Celtics can win and lose the game. Okay, my first key to the game is matchups. I think you'll see Evan Fournier starting tonight. And I think what you'll see is Marcus Smart on Russell Westbrook. Do you don't think you should guard Beal? No. I think they're going to put Fournier to start on Beal. And they're, and they're going to allow Kemba to guard whoever they want to put out there. Garrison Matthews. Uh, whoever they want to put out there that's going to run around the three-point line. If they want to start Neto, Neto, it doesn't matter. I think Kemba's going to get... Okay, I think Kemba's going to get the early break. Um, so then the second key for me is going to be rebounding. Okay. I think that that's one thing where Washington has a huge advantage is, you know, they could bring Robin Lopez in. They could bring in Gafford, who's a good rebounder. And they could beat up Boston on the board. So I think rebounding is going to have to be huge. And then the third factor is it all comes down to Jason Tatum. Idolized Kobe Bryant. Wants to be the best player, you know, in the NBA. And in order to do that, at times, you have to put your team on your back. And if it means dropping 50, right? You talked about Steph earlier. If it means dropping 50... That's what you're going to have to do. Here's the thing. If he dropped 50, I still think they would lose. I don't trust the other guys. I'll give you I'll give you 40 for Tatum. I'll give you 45 for Tatum. I cannot consistently depend on Marcus Smart. Kimba has been playing better, and he might throw up a stink bomb. You know what I'm saying? Now listen, neither one of these teams play defense. Whatever the over is, just take it and, and go have a good night's sleep. Um, I just think that Westbrook's going to be a problem on the rebounds. They're going to push them outside of the pace. When the Celtics get defeated a little bit, 
I just think sometimes they just kind of lose their spirit. I don't know why or whose fault that is, but they definitely kind of lose their spirit. Now, let me counter this one argument. Yo, the Celtic pride has to show up at some point. I know this around <laughs> her. Pride. You should be able to beat the Washington Wizards. You should just be able to beat them. All right. And I know people have been calling me a Boston hater. I call it like I see it, man. They have not been good. They've underachieved themselves this season. I'm going with Washington. Uh, this will be a good thing to talk about later in the season. Yo, any last points before I get you off? I got to get you to talk about one thing, the team. I want you to talk about one last topic. Teams ducking the Lakers. And I, I personally believe in competitiveness. Uh, I think the Lakers are not good as they were last year. I think injuries are really taking a toll on them. But I don't believe in just ducking people. Like, we take who we take. We fight who we fight. If we win, we win. We lose, we lose. But, like, that purposely trying to avoid something, I just think that's like – it's like a sucker's mentality, man. But you, you can talk about uh, teams ducking your Lakers, man. Yeah, I think that that, you know, as a Laker fan, that was definitely something I witnessed. Um, and I knew we didn't have a shot at getting into the playoffs because I knew that teams were going to duck. But I do think there's a way to stop that going forward. Um, stop having teams play at the same time. You know, if the Denver Nuggets would have had to play earlier in the day or the Clippers had to play earlier in the day and the other team plays later, one of those teams has to play. But they're both punked out. Neither one wanted to play the Lakers in the first round, which is fine because the Lakers will still make the playoffs as the seventh seed. They better. Knocking off Phoenix and five, and then it's on to the next. You rather play Phoenix and uh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't play. You want to play Utah in the first round. Well, no, we're not losing to the Warriors, so <laughs> we're, we're we're playing Phoenix. Um, Sorry to all the Phoenix fans, you guys are getting knocked off in five. Um, Phoenix matches up really poorly against the Lakers. Uh, Utah matches up decent against the Lakers with how they attack and their paint their defense. Um, Listen, I agree with Jared Dudley in the one sense that the first round of the season, the Lakers are going to be most vulnerable. Even if they won't lose, they, they haven't been together. And the whole reason why LeBron James played in that last game, um, oh, I got to talk about LeBron before we leave. Um, played in that last game is because these guys haven't played together at all. And um, I think Phoenix will get game one because I think the Lakers might come out a little flat. Uh, you know, I think Phoenix, Phoenix will obviously be home for that. But um, I don't – I just – I don't see it, man. I love Phoenix. I just don't see I'll how I'll say this. Phoenix better get game one. Because <laughs> if they don't get game one, the brooms are coming out. They nah, be- there's no brooms coming out. Man. They better get game one. They're going to they're gonna come out with energy. It's their first home playoff game in a long time. You know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. The, the, the swing player for the Phoenix in that series, if it happens, if it happens – let me preface that because nothing's official. But the swing player in that series to me would be DeAndre Eaton. Because if he gets in foul trouble, they're getting torched. All right? He's already going to have a tough time dealing with drumming on the boards and switching on the Davis. If he gets in foul trouble, they really – I don't even know who's the backup center for, uh, for Phoenix. Dario Saric. Dario Saric is a power forward. All right? <laughs> he's a fine power forward, but he's not a center. If Dario Saric has to guard Davis and, and Drummond, Yo, that's another rebounding problem. Um, again, and Cameron Johnson has started the season good, kind of disappeared. I'm a little nervous about the Frank Kaminsky minutes uh, 
I would throw him out there occasionally, but uh, I, I just for, for the um, I guess Tory Craig would have to be the uh, guy to get a play. Now, he's yeah. only six seven, but that he's just the best guy they could put on Davis. Um, but um, so for me, um, but before that, listen, the only way the Lakers lose is Steph Curry drops forty five points or more. Um, he struggled at a all. Hold on, hold on. We're still not losing. Still not losing. Steph can drop 45. Yo, listen, the Lakers are the seventh seed. I know people in LA kind of are delusional, but that's not good. They haven't had a good season. Yes, injuries are part of it, but I mean, that just says something. That means there's something physically wrong with your body this season. It's been consistently getting hurt. Guys have been getting hurt, hurt again, hurt again, hurt again, hurt again. All right, there's no guarantee that Anthony Davis can play 16 straight games without grabbing something. All right. He might lead the league in, like, you know, grabs per game. Like, oh, my knee, my ankle. Someone start grabbing something, all right? The disrespect. I'm just keeping it real, man. I, you know, I ain't no picks over here. Um, I do think Steph Curry's in a little bit of a tough spot because he had such a great season. Yo, listen, the Lakers are better than them. Um, if I was the Lakers, every pick and roll, um, I, would, I would just trap, trap, trap. Draymond Green could go for 40. He would never go for 40. But he could try to go for 40. I'm, I'm not letting stuff score. Um, they'll probably try to put Drummond in pick and rolls. I have to switch Davis onto them and tell Drummond, Drummond just to play drop coverage. But it's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to try. Hold on. So let me look at the schedule real quick before we get out of here. Um, one second. Actually, I'm gonna have you run through all your picks again, real quick. Um, just at the end. Um, so go ahead, go 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 run through all your picks real quick. All right. So MVP Nikolai Jokic. We're gonna go with uh, Defensive Player of the Year T.J. McConnell. Sixth Man of the Year Jordan Clarkson. Um, Coach of the Year. I had. Uh, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn Snyder out in Utah. Um. And then, yeah, first team All-NBA was really simple for me. I had Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, uh, Giannis, and Jokic. And then first team All-Defense was TJ McConnell, uh, Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, Giannis, and Gobert. Okay. Um, First team All-Defense? That's what I just did. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. um, So, listen. I'm going to try to have Mike back for – okay, so Wednesday is the West, Tuesday is the East. I think Thursday are the play-in, the last play-in for the East, and I think Friday is the last play-in for the West. So, okay, the playoffs start Saturday. The official playoffs start Saturday. So it's going to be the Nets versus Blink, the Heat and Bucks, Mavericks, Clippers – Trailblazers Nuggets. Um, Trailblazers Nuggets is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to try to get you back on maybe what Thursday or Friday. Okay. Um, and maybe we could do our official uh, postseason picks. Um, do you got any social plugs or anything you want to say before you leave? Nah, just everybody enjoy the playoffs. Boston by double digits tonight. All right. Um, and also, um, Boston is not winning, man. I love. Listen, I, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong because this could be the first thing we talk about on Friday. Uh, Boston's not winning. 
Um, we're going to come back on Friday, give the picks for all the playoffs. Listen, guys, uh, I've seen the LeBron stuff. Um, I'm crying about the guy running into his ankle. He never addressed pushing Joel Embiid when he was midair. It was one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen LeBron do. He just acts like it didn't happen. Uh, the passive aggressiveness, the, you know, what was me? That they don't give me the love. I'm sick of it. You know, you're either the goat or you're not. You know what LeBron it is? He might be the greatest player of all time. I wanted to, he's one of the greatest. It's just his personality I'm not a fan of, man. It's just too much whining, man. And maybe, you know what it is? I think I'm Kobe spoiled. I think I'm just Kobe spoiled with just, I can just suck it up. I'm going to just, you know, move my broken finger an inch to the left and shoot anyway. I think I'm just Kobe spoiled. So maybe that's not fair to LeBron. But I'm just tired of the crying, man. Just Kleenex, got to do a sponsor. I'm tired of it. Um, we're coming back Friday with the official playoff preview podcast. I want to thank my man Mike again. Um, it's 3 o'clock. Now, this podcast has a decent amount of editing to do because, again, it was a little tough to get on. So I'm going to have this podcast up by 5. Um, I'm going to have to go to a computer to edit it. Mike, thanks for coming on. We Oh, listen. The best way you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. Once you download Anchor, um, you can listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and many, many more, okay? Or you can go on Instagram, use the hashtag KnowYourRolePlayer, K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. Use the hashtag. It'll come up. Um, also, if you just use the um, podcast page, Know Your Role Player underscore podcast that's k-n-o-w-y-a-r-o-l-e-p-l-e-y-e-r underscore podcast it'll come right up like i said it's three o'clock eastern standard time this podcast should be up by five um listen i know why people say oh you didn't have a pod i did not want to do this pod alone i really think mike um anchor i need y'all to step your game up with like doing this because there's way too many problems with it we will be back friday thanks for all your love and support peace